gonna let you guys know my mentor is your pastor. So, <laughs> so we're already, um, we're coming up on our, like we're getting halfway close to being done and I'm just not finishing my intro, but that's okay, it's okay. <laughs> we're gonna get the ball rolling, we're gonna jump into point one, okay? So why is it important to live a fruitful life? Did you know that there's a difference in trying to be good versus bearing good fruit? So let me say that again. I'll reword it a little bit. There's a difference between trying to be good in your own strength and bearing good fruit by the Holy Spirit. So a great example of this that we see in the Bible is in Genesis 4. So we have Cain and Abel who are brothers, okay? So they're brothers and um, it talks about them both bringing offerings to the Lord, okay? So Cain would bring, would bring offerings of fruit of the soil is what it says. He'd bring fruit. And Abel, he would bring offerings and he would bring offerings from, um, he would bring fat offerings from like his firstborn livestock, his firstborn flock. That's what he would bring to the Lord. So they're both bringing offerings to the Lord. And the Lord sees this, but he begins to favor Abel's offering. He begins to show favor on Abel over Cain. So Cain sees this and he starts to get upset and he starts to get jealous and envious. And he eventually begins to hate Abel. And then he eventually kills him. And then God put a curse on Cain. But why? Like they were both giving offerings. They were both doing the things, right? So why did that happen? Well, God, remember what I said, God cares about the why. So if you look at Cain and Abel, Cain, he was doing things because he knew that he should. Like he was like, oh, I'm supposed to give an offering. Let me do this and I'll check it off. Like, let me check my box and then we're good. It's done. On the other hand, Abel, he was giving an offering and he wanted to give the best offering he could. He wanted to give a good offering because he loved the Lord and because he honored him. And so when he did that, the Lord showed favor on him. And so that's kind of the difference of doing things in your own flesh versus doing things through the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, okay? Being good on your own versus being good by the Holy Spirit, bearing good fruit by the Holy Spirit. So it's just really important to remember that the Lord cares about the why. Because Cain, he would do good things, but he didn't have his heart in the right place. And the Lord sees that. And you might be able to do a bunch of good things, but if your heart is not in the right place, you might fool a whole lot of people, but you're not gonna fool God, okay? So that kind of brings us into our next point though. So we know that we need to have the fruit of the spirit, but how do we grow in the fruit of the spirit? Like, how do you do it? How do you make sure that you are living um, like Abel and not Cain. How do you do that? Well, I'll say our heart is like a garden, okay? So a garden, 
it has roots. And from these roots, you get fruit, and then you also get weeds. And so what you have to do, you basically have to pull the weeds and you have to water the fruit. And so what this means, when you're pulling the weeds, you're starving your flesh. So when you starve your flesh, you're pulling these weeds, but that's not enough. You can't just starve your flesh because then you're gonna end up in that Cain mindset to where you start doing good things, but it's not out of a good heart. It's not out of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And when you're starving your flesh, that's trying to do things on your own without the Holy Spirit. So what do you do? You have to water the fruit that's there. Pull the weeds, water the fruit. You have to starve the flesh and feed the spirit. Okay? Feed your spirit and starve your flesh. And how do you do that? You spend time with the Lord. <laughs> like without wanting anything in return. It sounds simple because it is simple. But you just spend time with him. And you pray to him and you read your Bible. Maybe start your morning with worship. Because the sad truth is that you can try to do a whole lot of good things out of your own strength that make you look like a good person, okay? And like I said earlier, you might be able to, feel, to fool a whole lot of people and you might even fool yourself, but you're not gonna fool God. He knows your heart and without relying on the Holy Spirit to actually come in and change you from the inside out, your good deeds can become self-righteous and prideful sins because it's all about you. And the fruit of the Spirit doesn't birth out of our best efforts. It grows from the Holy Spirit in us. It's important to remember that it doesn't matter how many good things you do. If you're not being led by the Holy Spirit, then it's in vain. It's, it's pointless. But at the same time, don't you thank God for that? Like, don't, don't you thank God that we don't have to tally up our good deeds in order to make it into heaven? Like, praise God. So what, what can you do to start experiencing these fruits in your own life, okay? What do you do? You abide in the Lord. You're gonna rest in his goodness. And you're gonna submit your fleshly desires underneath your spiritual desires every single day. Every day you have to do it. Romans 8, 5 through 6 says, those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit set their minds on things of the spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. So this is saying that it's a conscious choice to set your mind on things of the spirit because it's natural to cave to those desires of the flesh. That's what's natural. You have to submit under the word of God and pray for your heart to align with his. Because do you wanna be someone who reflects Jesus? Like, like I hope you do. <laughs> I hope you do. But how do you do that? How do you be someone who reflects on Jesus? One way, and I don't mean this in a cruel way at all, but one way is maybe instead of focusing 
on getting your prayer language or focusing on um, getting the gift of prophecy or whatever other gift of the Holy Spirit you're seeking, instead of that, maybe you should self-reflect and consider if your life truly reflects Jesus. And it's going to, you know, it's going to help you have patience and joy. What's going to help you have that self-control and show gentleness and love. You learn those things when the Father pours that onto you. When you experience it from Him, you're able to show it to others, okay? So you have to spend that time with Him. You have to spend that time and build that relationship. And it's going to create intimacy with you and the Father, And then when you have an intimate relationship, those fruits of the Holy Spirit begin to overflow out of you, okay? And it does become like a natural thing in a way. So Matthew 12, 33 states, either make the tree good and its fruit good or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. I want you to know I'm not, like the fruits of the spirit are not just good tactics for a better life. Like I'm not just trying to give you self-help tips and like waste your time. It's actually really, really important to bear these fruits of the spirit. It's really important. And I want you to understand that. The fruit of the spirit in your life is how people know that you're following Jesus. I mean, it's important, right? John 13, 35 says, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So how do you learn to love people like Jesus? I've said it. You spend time with the Father, just learning about him without seeking anything in return. And when you do that, the Holy Spirit will produce these fruits in your life. And then that's going to be how other people know that you're following Christ. And don't we need more people who model Jesus? Don't we need more Christians who love like Jesus in our world right now? Because I feel like right now in our world, it's just full of so many Christians who don't read their Bible and they don't know the Father. And so they're turning people away because they're not living like Jesus. They don't, there's not the fruits of the spirit overflowing in their life. And so people see that and they're getting a bad taste. And so they're turning away from the faith. And so it's really important to, instead of living and just uh, saying you're a Christian, but not acting like Jesus, producing like judgment or hate or whatever it might look like, it's important to love like Jesus and to have that modeled in your life by showing others love and showing them kindness. And so I'll close with this. Um, It's not about doing more things for him, okay? It's simply knowing him intimately. And so I got convicted a little while back because I was spending a whole lot of time with the Lord. And um, I just kept asking him for things, though. Like, I kind of subconsciously started thinking that the more time I spent with the Lord the more likely he was to do something for me in a way. Like subconsciously I was thinking that. And, and I want you to see that, that that's a Cain mindset. I was acting like Cain. I was trying to manipulate God, like stupid. 
right? <laughs> and then one day he spoke to me and he was like, JC, you only care about what I do for you, but what about just me? You see, he wants to be our first love. He wants us to come to him, to spend time with him, regardless on what he may or may not do for us. What about just me? We have a jealous God. He wants our heart, our whole heart. And so I was only spending time with him because I was thinking about the things that he might do for me instead of actually focusing on our relationship. And then that showed in my life. Like I wasn't bearing good fruit of the Holy Spirit. I wasn't peaceful or joyful. I was confused all the time. I wasn't actually being patient. I just pretended to be patient. Well, really, I was being very impatient, waiting for something to happen. I wasn't showing love or kindness to anyone around me because I wasn't even showing love or kindness to God. And so I think you get what I'm saying, but I really wanna stress to you now what I wasn't realizing back then. So if you could put those fruits of the spirit on the screen. If you're in tune with the spirit, you're going to see these fruits in your life. And you might not see all of them every single day, <laughs> but you'll be amazed at how the Lord uses these fruits in your life to better your life and others' lives around you. Which is what it's all about. And if you're not seeing these fruits displayed in your life, then I really encourage you to just take some time, just do a self-reflection, do a heart check. I want you to check and see, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you any weeds that are in the garden that you need to pull. Have him reveal hurt and trauma from your past that's hindering your fruit right now. Because God, he wants, he's a, he's a God of redemption, right? Like he wants to take any hurt or trauma you've experienced and he wants to redeem that. He wants to replace it with goodness and with his faithfulness. And whenever the enemy tries to mess with God's people, he loves to step in and say, no, that's my child. And when you go through something, he loves to take that and just help you through it whether it's happening now or whether it's something that happened years ago. He wants to help you through that. And he always has the final say, amen. <laughs> Thank you, God. So just pray for the Holy Spirit to produce good fruit in your life and to set your mind on these things, these fruits of the Spirit. And you'll be amazed at what God can do and how he can help you to go from just walking through life to actually living your life according to his purpose.